You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked I'm a Luke Robinson. That's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. You know, we're really, as people listen to this, one week from signing day. It used to be, the February signing day used to be the Christmas of uh, for college football fans, for myself particularly. I look forward to that day almost more than any other. Now it's, it's practically just a non-event for the most part. Yeah. I mean, Alabama may sign one player or or none. I miss it. I'm going to tell you the truth. Oh, yeah. I miss it. Um, oh, yeah. I, re- Big time. I really do. Um, it's because, you know, here's the thing. The new signing day in December is great because, you know, it's another signing day. But December is already sort of jam-packed. Uh, you know, you've got – usually if you're an Alabama fan, you're getting ready for the playoffs or you've just come off an SEC title – um, you've got Christmas coming up. You've got, uh, you've got basketball sort of getting going. I mean, there's, there's plenty of stuff to do. You got the Alabama Mississippi all-star game. You got the AHSA championships. You got all this stuff going on. And then now in February, February is sort of a shit show. There's nothing, there's nothing, it's not even a shit show. It's a no show. I mean, there's not a ton going on. And so I kind of liked having, that beginning of February uh, having some meaning, um, but whatever. I uh, want to tell everybody, thanks for listening to this podcast. We really do appreciate you guys, I swear. And I swear Jimmy and I are going to get involved on YouTube sooner rather than later. It's just been, it's been tough, speaking of shit shows. Um, but <laughs> Jimmy, here's what we're going to do for this particular episode, because Bama plays at 530 tonight um, in Georgia. And uh, the 14 and a half point favorites. We cannot lose this game. We've said that a hundred times. So a must win. It's, it's a must win of must wins. It's a must so, win. Uh, what we're going to do for these first two segments, your uh, new employer on three came out with their new five-star rankings and it was very good to Alabama. So we'll talk about those. And then in the final segment, I'll just give a wrap up of the Bama Georgia game uh, tonight. So uh, let's start talking about this own three new rankings. And, um, boy, you guys have a an interesting – you got the quarterback, Devin Brown, from Draper, Utah, who's committed to Ohio State as the number one player in the country, and I don't think anybody else does. No, that's right. And it's one of the things – I mean, I'm going to brag about on three. One of the things I really love about the company is that – this is our opinion, uh, and we're not going to be affected by the opinion of others. Uh, nothing – it's not negative to say about anything at 24-7 or Rivals or ESPN or any of the other uh, places that rank these kids. Uh, this is the on-three opinion, and, 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 it, and, and it might look different. And, and what we want people to do, what we want the fans out there to do is keep score. You know, y'all, y'all keep scoring, and, and four or five years from now when we're wrong, say, boy, on-three was wrong about him. Oh, when we're right, though, give give us the props for being right. But I, I like that on three's opinion is on three's opinion, and not necessarily uh, just the the mainstream conventional wisdom that's the real safe lane to be in. Uh, this is on three's opinion. We have really smart people that do this. We have a a really good 
uh, system uh, with what we feel is the best people running it. We're adding new, new good people all the time. We also have a, a number of uh, professionals, uh, you know, former player, former NFL players that help with this sort of thing. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's our opinion, Devin Brown. Interesting, and and you know, we'll keep the rest of this focused on Alabama guys or or guys Alabama just missed out on. Um, I just found that very intriguing. Um, the number three guy in the country, uh, Jihad Campbell. Am I saying that right? Yeah. J- J- Jihad or Jihad? Jihad. I, I think it's Jihad. I think it's Jihad. I prefer Jihad because that's just so much more fun. It, I mean, it, 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 it's so much more bringing, fun. I mean, it just he's is. always bringing war with him. Um, <laughs> I, so, I love it. I wish it was that. I think it's Jihad, but gosh, uh, Jihad would be just fun. But uh, again, it's a it's an example of exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, I don't think you see uh, Jihad rank that highly uh, by the other services, but this is something that uh, on, on three, by the way, ranked him. This isn't new. On three had him in the 20s whenever when everyone else had him in the 90s and the 100s. So on, on three has been very high on this kid from the jump. He was uh, committed elsewhere, you know, uh, I think to Clemson. Wasn't it Clemson? Uh, I mean, he flipped Alabama. I don't know why I brain farted on that. But, he, he you know, even when he was ranked elsewhere, he was ranked uh, very high by on three. And on three ranks him higher than any of the other services. We love this kid because of his versatility. He could stay right where he's at and be an outside pass rusher and be outstanding at the SEC level just as an edge player, just as a third down player, just a third down nightmare. But what makes him such a fantastic high-level five-star is he could just as easily do it from the inside. He could just as easily play Will linebacker and be just as dominating, be just as uh, impactful. And uh, the guy I compare him to myself, and I really like this comp, He's, he's just a tad shorter, but he reminds me in terms of his skill set and upside, he reminds me a lot of former Alabama linebacker Rashawn Evans. Uh, and, and Rashawn was the same way. He, he came into the game as an outside pass rusher and then developed into an inside presence at Alabama uh, and, and really does both things in the NFL, playing inside and outside. So uh, that, that, that's the sort of player we think uh, Jod Campbell can be. I like it a lot. Then there's Tyler Booker. Um, I'll mention a couple of guys Alabama missed out on. Uh, Damani Jackson, uh, he's your number 10 player. Um, I found this one interesting. Jane Pierce, a five-star committed to Tennessee uh, from Charlotte. I don't think anybody else has him as a five-star. And then Tyler Booker, number 14 player in the country now, according to Own3, um, the number one offensive lineman. I think a lot of people – uh, agree with that. I don't know if he's a five-star anywhere else, but he's close to a five-star everywhere. So a uh, very good player right there. And uh, then the next player is this one kind of blew me away. Amari Nib- Niblap, uh, yep. the tight end. He goes from number 98 in the country to number 27. You've got him as the number one tight end in the country and um, the number 27 player in the country. And that's just really interesting to me. Yes, uh, I mean, I, I think this should be the biggest surprise, maybe even a bigger surprise than Campbell at, at three for Alabama fans. But uh, this is somebody that on three has also been very high on from the start. We realize this is his highest ranking yet, uh, and, and, and this is where he'll end up. And, again, if we're, uh, if we're wrong about this, be, 
be sure to, to blow those trumpets. Be sure to do it three years from now and not six months from now. Everybody thinks just because you're a five-star, just because you're a highly, uh, highly regarded freshman, that means you should be a badass college football player You know, when you arrive on campus. That, that's just not – not how football's ever worked. <laughs> so, but but three or four years from now, hold our feet to the fire if we're wrong. Uh, but Not Black has enormous potential in, in terms of what's become a new exciting position in football. I mean, you just didn't see tight ends play this spot 10, 12 years ago, and now it's now it's all the all the rage. It's not fair to say he's Kyle Pitts, but what is fair to say is he's like Kyle Pitts. Uh, he's not a guy that's just going to line up in line at the Y position and block defensive ends and occasionally run a route and, 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 and a linebacker can't run with him. No, this is a guy who's going to, to line up outside in the slot away from the line of scrimmage and be covered by defensive backs, but use his size and his body to get himself open and run through tackles and make a play. Uh, he has surprising speed. He has wide receivers' hands, and we believe he's going to grow into a guy that becomes a very good blocker in terms of what he's asked to do. A physical kid. Some analysts in the industry actually prefer him on defense. That's how good of an athlete this kid is. So, uh, real interesting kid, high level ceiling, and he's ranked where he's ranked because of the ceiling. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about GetUpside. This is this new app that I've been pimping for a while. I love this thing. Um, I was a GetUpside app haver before they even became a sponsor. But I'm telling you, you'll love it. It's so easy. It's free. Okay, that's that's crucial. But what GetUpside does is it gives you an opportunity to make some cash back every time you fill up at the tank, even if you're filling up um, with a corporate credit card and you are, are getting – you know, you don't actually pay for your own gas. You can get cash back. That's how cool GetUpside is. Go to GetUpside anywhere you get your apps, Apple Store, Google Play, whatever. Download it and then check in every time you go to the gas station and you will get some type of cash back on your gas fill up. And if you use promo code SCORE, you'll get 25 cents per gallon extra on your first one. So that's what you ought to do. Go to GetUpside, use promo code SCORE. And uh, you will get some cash back on your own gas. And it's just free money. So, no, you're not going to get rich. No, it's not uh, the crypto boom. But you know what it is? It's free money. And it's very rare you get that. So go check it out and get upside. Then there's Built Bar. Look, these things are delicious, nutritious, scrump delicious. I talk about them all the time. Built Bar. These are fantastic. They're covered in chocolate or covered in some other kind of sweet tasting awesomeness that allows you to enjoy these guilt-free. They're good for a keto or keto diet. Built Bar, just awesome. Jimmy and I love them. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 at B-U-I-L-T dot com. Built.com. These things are popping up everywhere. You can get them at Lifetime Fitness. You can get them at a lot of nutritional stores. But you know, but if you go to the website at built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you get them cheaper. So go there, get them, and enjoy them. You will love them built.com for these delicious nutritious scrump delicious built bars all right jimmy let's keep going with your new five stars um you've got uh, ty simpson a five-star alabama's uh, mm-hmm. quarterback commitment from tennessee 
Um, I think he's on the verge or on the precipice, I should say, of being a five-star everywhere. Um, and Jeremiah Alexander is, is the number 32 player in the country, two spots behind Ty Simpson, and he's also a five-star. What do you think about these two guys? Well, um, Alexander is the one – I don't know if you want to call it. It's, it's just a little bit different news. I think Alexander might be lower on on three than some other places, and yes. that might surprise – as opposed to Campbell and Nyblack being so much higher than, than where everyone else has them, uh, Alexander's a little lower. And, uh, you know, the reasoning in my mind is this, and, and, and I can buy this, um, although, you know, I, I could certainly see Alexander higher, and, and I wouldn't dispute that if he was actually more like in the low 20s. That, that would be fine with me uh, in terms of where he can be. But in terms of the reasoning makes perfect sense. I mean, Alexander is an outside player. He's going to be an edge setter and a, and, a, and a pass rusher. He's basically going to play the same position and do the same things that Dallas Turner does at Alabama right now. That's what kind of player he is. But see, da- Dallas is longer. He, he's, he's a longer, taller kid with longer arms. And Jeremiah Alexander is shorter than the typical outside player. As a matter of fact, per on three, I think we have Jeremiah Alexander at one. And you just rarely see outside guys, uh, you know, uh, at 6'1". Or, or certainly you don't see them be five stars in first-round picks. So I think it's his lack of length uh, that's the knock against him as far as why on three would have him at 32 lower than the other sites. And we'll see how that affects things. But uh, it's kind of kind of funny yesterday on, uh, on the uh, – uh, my, my my buddy Clint Lamb with on three. We 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 like to do player player comps, you know, for for these recruits and and, and use Alabama guys uh, because that's who our fans know. I mean, we all know when we we like earlier when I said you know Jihad Campbell's a lot like Rashawn Evans. That paints a picture in everybody's mind that listens to the show because we we all remember Rashawn really well and what he brings to the table. But ironically. We have the exact same comp for for uh, for Jeremiah Alexander, and it has nothing to do with Alabama. It's Auburn, but but who who he is to us is Carl Lawson. I mean that that that's what he is, and that's a good thing, by the way. Carl Lawson was an outstanding player at at Auburn, and and continues to do well in the NFL now for the Jets. I think he's hurt, but yeah. he's had a great NFL career. But but he's also a shorter outside presence uh and, and if jeremiah ends up just mimicking carl lawson's career uh that would be fantastic for everyone but that that's really who he's like and, and i think that's why you see him at 32 and not at you know 10 or 15 or or, or, or 20 yeah he is actually the last five star on on three um because it goes to Devin Campbell next, who's going to probably commit to Texas soon. And we won't talk about too many more, but um, Kobe Prentice shoots up to number 37. Uh, I found that really interesting. Um, This is another guy, another wide receiver committed to Alabama, uh, like we talked about on yesterday's podcast. Alabama doesn't seem to be going for the um, uh, Ajay Halls anymore or Julio Joneses. Now, I mean, look, if there's a Julio Jones, you go after him. But I'm saying – Kobe Prentice listed yep. at 5'10", probably more like 5'9 and a half, 175. I mean, we got a bunch of dudes like that uh, this year. But y'all have got him ranked higher than some of the other receivers that, um, yep. like Aaron Anderson or Isaiah Bond, 
who probably have better reputations nationally. Um, but y'all seem to really like Kobe Prince a lot. Yeah, four words. Four words describe why. I mean, in terms of why would you have him ranked ahead of him and him and him? And, and, and then you'd have all these questions. He's not very big. Well, do you have a verified time on him? Uh, what kind of other offers? Didn't he choose Alabama over Maryland at the time he committed? And, and, and anybody can, can have any of those negative things to say. And I just have four words. I just have four words for, for, for every criticism or question. And, and, and it's just as simple. Yeah, but the tape. I mean, which, just watch his tape. Just watch the tape. Watch the tape, and you wonder why he's not higher than he is. He he has some of the best wide receiver tape in the country because he is a an extremely elite kid at running to daylight. If there's daylight to be found, he knows where it is and he runs to it, away from everyone. Uh, just just a. You know, he reminds me of Devontae Smith in that way. I think Devontae did that at the SEC level better than anyone I've ever seen. Just runs to daylight, and and he will outrun you and, and get you there. You know, when I first got excited about Kobe, and he was a new name for me. When he committed to Alabama, it was the COVID year. It was the, the least scouted year in the history of the state of Alabama recruiting-wise because people just couldn't get out on the road and, and see kids. In, in the spring of 2020, there, in fact, there was no spring of 2020. That's when these kids' reputations are made, by the way, the spring before their senior year. That's when the rankings really start to, to formalize, and, and no one was on the road then because of COVID. So Kobe was one who, who initially slipped through the cracks a little bit. But when I got sold on him, I watched the tape, and then I was told, did you know in the ninth grade he actually started his career at Claire at running back? And that's when I got, like, really excited because, to me, track kids, super fast kids, sometimes they're not real football players. They're just, they're just track kids who, who happen to play football because football scholarships, I mean, football's a bigger deal than track to the American public. So track kids like playing football. You get more attention that way. But really what they are is track and field kids. Well, track and field kids don't play running back. They play wide receiver or rarely play cornerback but they're not running backs. Real, live, tough football players play running back. So the fact that Kobe was a ninth-grade running back, that, that's what got me excited because I know he's a real football player. He's not just a track guy. All right, buddy. Um, we'll call our joint segment here uh, to a close, and I will wrap up the Bama-Georgia game after this game tonight. But uh, so I'll just go ahead and say roll tide to you. Y'all stay tuned for one more segment. All right, everybody. Um, I don't even know what to say. Uh, look, I think I'm not big into hyperbole, but I think that may have been the worst loss of anybody's career ever. Not just Nate Oates career, not just my career of watching Alabama basketball. It's one of the worst losses of, of the last several years for anybody. Just a horrible, abysmal loss. And look, <clears throat> we've been saying it on the podcast that um, this Alabama team is missing something, you know, got to do some things, shake it up. And I'm not putting all this at the feet of Nate Oates. Some of this has to be at the feet of the players. Um, if you don't want to go in there and, and just, frankly, it's not even beat Georgia. It's not embarrass yourself, which is what, Alabama did. They embarrassed themselves. Um, that's just a 
that's a horrible lack of effort. And it's just uh, a, a sign of a team that's not very mentally strong. And um, that's a scary proposition. And for anybody who thinks I'm overstepping, please go back and look at any game George has played un- until tonight, which will be last night by the time you listen to this. Um, th- there's, there's no way to sugarcoat this. I'm sure the coaching staff is just as upset as I am um, and just as upset as you are. I bet you as a listener, you've got to be pissed. I'm super pissed. Um, I'm telling you, we've almost pissed away any goodwill that we had, not only from last year, but any goodwill with wins over Houston and Gonzaga, who are top seven teams now. We've almost pissed that away by letting teams like Davidson, who I know is in the top 25, but they're in the top 25 because they beat us. Um, Iona, uh, Memphis, who's awful, by the way, Georgia beat Memphis too. Um, Georgia, Missouri, we've let some really bad teams beat us. And, um, it's, you gotta, you gotta think this team is just not very mentally strong in terms of confidence, in terms of, I, I don't even know what to say. Um, Maybe I'm talking out of my ass a little bit. And um, certainly, I'm an Alabama fan for life, so don't get me wrong. Uh, But I think it's fair to be very upset about a loss like this. This isn't a Georgia team that had a Wheeler on it or a Katie Johnson or somebody that you'd like, okay, they can can go off on any given night. This Georgia squad's got nothing. They got nothing. And and we let them beat it. We had a nine-point lead. We blew it. I mean, that's it's tough to, to stomach. It really is. I don't know what else to say about it. And um, if there are folks out there giving up on the team, I hate it. I don't want them to. But at the same time, I, I understand it. I understand this is the kind of loss that makes people tune out. This is uh, Avery Johnson, Anthony Grant-esque, where you just go, you know, I just got better shit to do. And um, it's hard to emotionally invest in a squad when they don't feel emotionally invested in beating somebody like Georgia, who, frankly, had literally mailed it in. We've said it on this podcast. Georgia had mailed it in, and we we let them beat us. We may be their only win this year. Think about that in terms of the SEC. So, um, man, I don't know what to do anymore, though. I'm sure I'm a Nate Oates believer. I'm a Nate Oates fan, but if, if Greg Byrne were to uh, – tear him a new one tonight I would understand that too everybody can have a bad game everybody can have you know a a bad season but this Georgia team is especially bad and we just let them beat us I don't know any other way to say that uh, the disappointment should be coming from all angles roll tide anyway everybody and I hope that all of you go to the Baylor game and scream your lungs out I'll be headed to go snow skiing but um yeah, I still, I don't want anybody to give up on the team or anything. I'm not advocating firing anybody, nothing like that. But, uh, yeah, to say that we should all be pretty pissed about this is an understatement of the year.